Welcome to Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we talk about how we can live the gospel every day, no matter who we are, where we live, and what our circumstances are. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Living the Gospel. I'm Kathy. And I'm Julia. And today we're on episode three of our series on the Philippians, or on Paul's letter to the Philippians. Mm -hmm. So today we're focusing on a couple of verses in the second chapter of Philippians, starting in verse 14. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Okay, so I thought a good way to do this would be to kind of break down the verse a little bit. So just take it part by part and kind of review what Paul was talking about here. So the first thing it says is do all things without complaining and disputing. Fairly straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's interesting because when you think about what are these things that we're supposed to do without complaining and disputing. Right. And in the verse right before that, Paul writes about it is God who works in you both to will and to do. And we're actually going to talk about that a little bit more in the next episode. But these things that we are to do without complaining and disputing are those things which God works in us to do, right? Right. It, well, it can be easy to look at a verse like this and just think of it as like obvious outward things that mm -hmm. you have to do and nobody wants to do, like right. doing dishes after right. you eat or something. So but it's, I'm going to do the dishes without complaining. Right, yeah. right. But no, it's, yeah, it's all these little things that God prompts you to, prompts in your heart for you to maybe give up or put to death yeah. in your own nature. Yeah. And then that second part too about disputing, I thought like, Sometimes I think when God shows us something that needs to be overcome, like laziness or selfishness or something along those lines, mm -hmm. then we can almost start to argue with God about it, dispute right. with Him, right? Or, you know, you kind of think to yourself, oh, it's not that bad. It's right. not like I'm doing, you know, like some outwardly horrible thing. You can come up with these excuses and in that way kind of dispute with God. Yeah. I don't need to do this, yeah. right? It's actually to do that. Like, it, it doesn't seem like a... a horrible thing maybe but it's actually arrogance yeah like to what you're doing whether consciously or not is arguing that you know better what's good for you than god does right you know right as if it's that's not quite right god mm. like i'm mm. i'm okay here but i was reading in some of our church literature and sigurd bratley wrote it is amazing that we should need such an exhortation when god is working the reason is that God's work goes against our human reasoning, our lusts and desires. Hmm. And then in another article, he said, murmuring, which I think in the Norwegian translation, they say murmuring instead of complaining. But murmuring is a terrible sin. It is, first of all, unbelief. One doesn't believe that all things are for one's good, but then one doesn't love God either. Right. So the things that God works in us are 100% for our good. You know, he's not trying to, like, make our life hard on us. God is also the one who knows me better than I know myself, right. knows every little thing about me. And my right. human reasoning can look at something and say, ah, oh, this isn't so dangerous. I don't really need to do this. But he knows exactly if, if there's a situation that I'm putting myself in that he knows where I'm weak, he knows better than I do that. Okay, you need to leave that right. now. That's, for example, you know, I think of 
back as maybe a teenager shows that I watched that were super funny and seem harmless, but they're a little crass sometimes right. or whatever it is. And God just gently prompts me, you need to give that up now. And then it can be so easy. Yeah, but it's funny. It's a, yeah. it's really harmless. I don't yeah. really think about it it's afterwards. Not that bad. But it's not that bad. But no, God knows where I'm weak. Yeah. He knows what's good for my spirit and what's yeah, not. Exactly. And he has specifically told me. Yeah. Do this because yeah. he knows it's the best for me and he loves me and wants it to go well for me. Right. So what incredible arrogance it is then to be like, ah, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. This is yeah. fine with me. I've thought about it and it's yeah. fine. Like, yeah. And that's and then that's actually faith in him is when we just are obedient to what he prompts us to do, believing that he's prompted it mm. because he knows best for us. Yeah. Right? And that everything he does for us is out of love. Everything. Uh, absolutely everything, yeah. And then that leads right to the next part of that verse, or actually it's the next verse, verse 15, that you may become blameless and harmless. So this first part, learning to do all things that God works in us and to do them without complaining and disputing, but to be obedient to them, that leads us to become blameless and harmless, right? Mm -hmm. Because everything that God is saving us from is... It's just those things which will cause hurt and harm. Right, exactly. Well, I was thinking about that then. What what does it mean to become blameless? Mm. And we've talked a few times on this podcast about the accuser, right? Mm-hmm. And he comes and he tries to tries to get a hold of you with little things. Oh, you did this poorly and you did that bad and you did this and that. But when we're when we are living before God's face and we are we have a good conscience before him. In other words, we are being obedient and doing as he shows us, as much as we are consciously aware, then actually we are blameless. Like the, Satan actually has nothing to come to us right. with, right? Yeah. Like he can't say, oh, look, you did that when it wasn't even something maybe that I did consciously. Yeah. Like choosing to go against God's will. Obviously, sometimes we slip and fall, but we haven't consciously chosen to say yes to it. So, as long as we are consciously doing the things that we know is right and consciously denying that which we know is wrong, then we're blameless. Yeah. And Satan has nothing on yeah. us. Paul writes a lot more about that in Romans 7 too, which you right. can get into, but... That's exactly what it is, that the grace of Jesus is, well, first and foremost, intended for our salvation, but also when our heart is to become like Him, and that's what we are working towards, and we are, like you said, being faithful to everything that we know so far, then we are blameless, even though there are things that we don't yet know to be wrong that we maybe do. Right. But we have a good conscience before Mm -hmm. God. And Paul actually... Well, not just Paul, but in James too, there's there's so many other verses that kind of touch on the same topic. Like James, he says, let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And then Paul says again in Ephesians, he's talking about the bride here. He says that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Right. So we are being transformed. We're in this process of transformation, of sanctification, right? Mm. It's incredible hope. It is incredible hope. I feel like we say that all the time. But it really is. But life, I just feel like like life becomes so much more. Mm-hmm. Like we you, you get such a like freedom and an openness. Like, well, even just to think about the word harmless, for example, it, I, I don't know if it can sound silly or it can sound like small, maybe. But to think that I could be harmless, that I could not cause harm hmm. to anyone else, yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. Obviously, I want that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, James writes in chapter 3, verse 16, 
For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. The interesting thing is that what we're aiming for is the opposite. We're overcoming envy and we're overcoming self-seeking and all these things that cause turmoil and unrest. And then I can create peace and harmony and goodness around me, right? And then the next part of the verse says that we become children of God. Which is, think about that for a minute. (laughs) We become children of God. And that's not just like a saying that we use, oh, we are God's children, but like it actually is written that we become brothers of Jesus and we actually inherit all things with him. Like you said, we're Jesus' brothers. It's written in Hebrews chapter 2, for both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. And that's actually huge. That's yeah. That carries huge meaning that we are, Jesus is not ashamed to call us his yeah. brethren. It's like you said earlier about as long as we are working and faithful to what we know so far, Jesus is not ashamed of us. Yeah. We're his brethren and we're children of God just like he is. Yeah. And then in Revelations 21 verse 7, it says, he who overcomes, that to overcome is to overcome those things that I find in my nature, those things like we read about envy and self-seeking, mm-hmm. for example. I overcome those through the power of the Spirit And then, I shall inherit all things, it says, and I will be his God and he shall be my son. That's just, it's it's not something that we can actually... I don't think we can quite get our heads around it. Yeah. Yeah. That we'll have that, that we can have that close of a relationship with God. Right. Like Jesus says that we will sit down with him on his throne as he sat down with his father on his throne. Hmm. Like... And and that relationship can be that close because we are blameless and harmless. Like right. God will not be united with sin. He will no, not be united right. with a mind that doesn't want to be just like him. Right. So if we're working on ourselves that way and we're getting rid of sin so we can become like Jesus, yeah. then we have a mindset that's worthy yeah. to be called a child yeah. of God. And I think that whole knowing that and having that before us, first of all, just gives us this thankfulness. Like that should just create this love in me and desire to be completely pleasing to him in everything I do, right? And that's what kind of drives me to live this life where I want to do all things without complaining and disputing, for example, to choose his will over my own, because in the end, I want to be with him. Mm -hmm. And then to end off with, it says that then we will shine as lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. The thing is, I think when God created the world... He wasn't creating this crooked and perverse place. Right. But he was creating a place where the intention was that people should treat each other with goodness Mm -hmm. and love and where that ruled, where that was the spirit that ruled, right? That was his intention. That was his intention. And another way to say that is that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. But of course, we know that the truth is that sin did come into the world and ruined everything. Well, this is actually interesting. Like for me, when I was... So we always do this based on kind of a rough outline to make sure we hit all the right points. We don't script it fully. But so I was reading through it beforehand after you had drawn up the script and it says here, and I was kind of reading it out loud to myself. And I think I read it maybe like my tone was a bit funny. Of course, we see that sin came in and ruined everything. And it kind of sounds funny, but then it just kind of hit me like everything that has been ruined, it has been ruined because of sin. Yeah. It is only sin that ruins things. Absolutely. When you think about all the horrible things that happen in this world, right? 
But why did that happen? Because of sin, because of people's selfishness mm-hmm. made that kind of situation possible. Yeah. Right? So, sin really did ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why Paul called this world crooked and perverse in yeah. that verse there. Yeah. And it probably is more now than ever before in history, right? And and that's why, too, like, you can kind of, in a way, get up in arms about all kinds of things and look for change. But the only real solution to anything yeah. is that sin needs to be gone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Jesus needs to be the head. That's the only way anything's going to actually get fixed. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We have to we have to live this life where we're following him. And if that if that life is taking place inside of me, if I am in the process of sanctification, then I am doing God's will on earth and fulfilling his intention for creation actually, right? Mm. And then this life is born inside me and starts to shine out from our from my life, like it's written here, we will shine as lights in the midst of this crooked and perverse generation. Mm-hmm. And if you are, if you are walking, doing God's will on earth and walking in the light, it, it will come out of you. It's impossible right. for it not to, right, regardless right. of whether your earthly circumstances maybe don't look so flashy. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I don't know, I kind of, I don't know if it makes sense, but in my mind, I, I guess I'm a very visual person, but in my mind, I kind of see like this container that just this, there's so much content and life in it that it's almost bursting out of it and mm. shining through the cracks. Like, mm. like you can't contain a life you, like yeah, that. Yeah, you can't. People will see it and yeah. they will notice it. Yeah. And it can be like it's written in, in Matthew that a city set on a hill can't be hidden. Right. And that's what we are right. to be in this world. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's easy. I thought about this too. It's easy to think of the world in general and the spirit of the times as crooked and perverse. But and of course that's true, but I have to see that sin lies in my own nature actually. And if I want to be separate from that spirit and be that light that shines, then I have to take up a cross against the sin in my own flesh first and foremost. That that's the thing I can do is take care yeah. of the sin within yeah. my own person. Right? And then yeah, instead of just being helpless in the face of what we see in this world, we're fighting against it and we're overcoming mm. it. And we are like we're fighting in that battle against Satan and his his hosts of wickedness. Yeah. And we know that one day, in the end, we'll stand on Mount Zion with Jesus, right? Yeah. As his brothers, as children of God. Yeah. And then when he comes to fix this broken world, we'll be there with him. That's, yeah, that's... Yeah. And we have to keep that in front of us. Like We, we do. The other day we heard at church about... Moses was talked about that he looked to the reward hmm. and that Jesus too, that he always had hmm. the goal before him. And that's exactly what, what got him through and helped him to, I mean, if you want to say in human terms to achieve these lofty goals, like yeah, of yeah. being blameless and harmless, right? Yeah. Like to look forward to that, that yeah. one day I'm going to come back with Jesus and we're going to dry every tear and we're going to set yeah. right all these, these horrible situations and things and, and cleanse the world of all sin. So this is a goal you can set for yourself. You can be blameless and harmless in this crooked and perverse mm. generation. Mm. And that is something that you can do right now. It's yeah. not something that you may be in a few years if you're fighting, but you can be that right now and you can shine as that light right now in your day-to-day life, in your school, as you're walking the halls, you know, at work, when you're dealing with coworkers or customers or whatever it is, if you're with your kids, with your friends and your family like you can shine as a light in your situation that you're in right now yeah so that they can get a taste of jesus from you that that's a goal worth having (laughs) yeah so thanks for listening again 
And we also have an email address now, so you can reach out to us with any comments or questions you have as well there. And we'll put a link to that in the episode description for today. Yep. So we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.